0: Hey and welcome to the Freak Show. I'm Justin. I'm Josh. And did you know that within half an hour of being born, a giraffe can stand? That's fucking weird. This is the Dude Life Project. Cheers, buddy.
1: Half an hour. A giraffe can stand It takes a child Like a year To be able to figure out Their feet So what's more fucked up Is that after a giraffe Is born The mother kicks Its legs out From underneath it I don't like that Over And over And over again What So Is that why They can stand Within half an hour I have no idea Why they can But I know that If the, If the If the kid Doesn't get up The mom's like Fuck you I'm out Wow You're weak That is violent <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's terrible, dude but that is the animal kingdom That is the animal kingdom Circle of life Fuck yeah, dude Hell Only yeah Only the strong survive, That's baby right. hey Gang, gang
0: Hey, Josh, why are we here today?
1: Today? You couldn't tell from the title Or the day of the week Or the day of the week Depending when you listen going to do a little sip and read. Little sip and read. Fuck. Yeah, we are. Hell yeah. As you guys know, we are going to do... Well, actually, we're going to do our standard version of a sip and read. We are going to review a beverage in the beginning. Justin brought a book. I sure did. Justin is super excited. I sure am. And then we're going to review a beverage at the end. Pretty standard. Fuck yeah. So I brought the book. You did. you, You brought the bevies.
0: I did. So the book is titled... Unfuck Yourself, and it was written by Gary John Bishop. Does this have to do with not masturbating anymore? It sure doesn't, okay. because I wouldn't read a book like that. Yeah. Um, this was my first foray into an Audible book. Yeah. So we can talk about that and kind of that experience. Hell but yeah. The book was really cool, and I don't typically get excited about books that are like this, mm. and I recommended it to multiple
1: people already not i'm i'm very interested in the book i'm also very interested in how you feel the experience went parallel reading a material book and the pros and cons of that of yeah, that experience yeah we can talk about it hell yeah but first but first we gotta fucking sip something don't gotta we sip on a beverage now i don't know about you but when i was growing up all my mother talked about when it snowed out was the blizzard of 78. Yep. The blizzard of 78. It was brutal. Apparently, it was the fucking apocalypse. Mm. Wormtown Brewery from Worcester, Massachusetts made a beer called the blizzard of 78. Yeah, they did. Cans fucking awesome. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Couple of couple of cars buried in snow. As they should be. Pretty sweet. On the back, it says, the storm by which all storms are measured, and that is so fucking true. Yeah. If you're if you're from around here, let's, let's clarify. Yes, yes. If you're from Massachusetts, if you're from-
0: Rhode Island. Rhode Island, Attleboro, Foxborough area- Yeah. You know
1: about this. Providence, Pawtucket.
0: If you are not, you don't give a fuck. Yeah, because it a wasn't blizzard. a real storm. Because <laughs> it wasn't
1: a real storm. That's why.
0: No, it was a blizzard. <laughs> well,
1: shut up. <laughs> Shut up. So it says, The storm by which all storms are measured. Our winter offering pays tribute to those who were there and those who have endured hearing about it over and over again. That's (laughs) us. That's so fucking awesome. We created a classic English-style brown ale with fresh roasted coffee beans added from Acoustic Java to give blizzard of 78 a rich smooth character that will make you enjoy hearing more stories of walking through 27 inches of snow uphill blah 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 <laughs> this is the best fucking yeah. can i've ever seen yeah this can is awesome <laughs> this can is great listen Wormtown. Th- thank you well, well done thank well you done. i off. don't even know what to say
0: again yeah, like the even the design on it the the drawing is like Perfect This is
1: It is Perfect Yeah, work of art It is Perfect I mean, honestly So you said this is in a uh, English style brown ale It is
0: 6% alcohol It's with coffee beans It is with coffee beans
1: Which is interesting It It, is We have So we have poured from the can From the can We're not gonna act like heathens today We're gonna act like 30 something year old adults We Mm -hmm. poured them into glass Yep And they are dark They are dark. This is probably the darkest beer that we've. This is definitely
0: the darkest beer that we've had on the podcast. I would actually fat tire. I think this is darker. Yeah, I think you're right. And I would venture to say, and let's be honest, we've been sipping on them. Sure, we have. This is the best dark beer I think I've ever had. I think this is better than Guinness. It's.
1: I agree. Like, I I wholeheartedly agree. And this is like, yeah, nope. Do you want to know why? Do you want to know why I like it? Yes. Better than Guinness? Yes. I don't feel like I'm eating a meal when I drink it.
0: Yes, and it's not super heavy. And I think it's cool that when you first opened this and we started drinking them, I was like, man, this tastes like I'm drinking a cold brew. Yeah. And we had not read the awesome
1: description on the back. Justin's palate's impeccable. Palate's impeccable. That's fun to say. Yeah. (laughs) Get that tattooed on me. Yeah, maybe. Palate's impeccable. Yeah. Yeah, you did. You said it tasted like a coffee brew. Once you said it, I got it. That's not exactly where I went, but Where then, where did you go? Uh where did I go? Like I don't I don't know. Chocolate? Yeah, sort it, of like hazelnutty mm. sort of chocolatey sort of. But then once we read ale with coffee beans, I was like, Yeah, Justin's on point, I guess. Knocked it out the park. Okay. Take another sip. Yeah. Let's fucking give this whole beauty a review. Ah, so Blizzard of seventy eight. By Wormtown Brewery. Okay. You need to, and I need to, yeah. not let how fucking amazing the design of this can is Yeah, and the story and the personal yep. hilarious connection yes. we have. We have to be unbiased here. The people are counting on us. They are.
0: Okay, so out of our typical ratings, I would probably give this a six and a half to a seven. And the reason it is so low is because I think I could only drink two. They are not as heavy as Guinness, but they are still heavy. I do feel I am... They're drink- a brown ale. Yeah, I'm drinking something. Yeah. And I They're can- 6%. Yeah, and I can feel it in my belly. And uh, I, I, again, I think I would tap out after two.
1: It's also a pint. True. We should be clear about that, right? Yeah, but I still... I still. So you're saying you could only drink two pints? I think so, yeah. That's a lot. I ain't no bitch <laughs> I'm a little fucking baby. I, I ain't no little you know guy. what our parents survived the blizzard yeah. of 78 do you think nah, so do you think we're bitches
0: <laughs> no nah, i would i would give it a six and a half or a seven just because well, pick one pick one.
1: Seven. seven. okay i'll go I'm on the go higher seven. side okay you're gonna go seven i'm gonna take the can off of the table go strictly based off of drinkability
0: i just want to be clear that both of our cans are still on the table
1: yeah because they're awesome 7.2.
0: 7.2? 7.2. 7.2. All right.
1: I was going to go 6.8. It was between 6.8 and 7.2. Okay,
0: so literally a six and a half to a seven. The same fucking not score. not <laughs> <score.
1: laughs>
0: Whatever, Josh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, let's talk about Unfuck
1: Yourself. Yeah, tell me about your fucking book. I will.
0: So, it's titled Unfuck Yourself. It is written by Gary John Bishop. And let me read you the kind of the description of the book, and then we can talk about The experience? Yes. And then we can go through kind of
1: my learnings. My learnings.
0: Are you tired of feeling fucked up? Yeah. If you are, Gary John Bishop has the answer. In this straightforward handbook, he gives you the tools and advice you need to demolish the slag weighing you down and become the truly unfucked version of yourself. Wake up to the miracle you are, he directs. Here's what you've forgotten. You're a fucking miracle of being. It isn't other people that are standing in your way. It isn't even your circumstances that are blocking your ability to thrive. It's yourself and the negative self-talk you keep telling yourself. In Unfuck Yourself, Bishop leads you through a series of seven assertions. I am willing. I am wired to win. I got this. I embrace the uncertainty. I am not my thoughts. I am what I do. I am relentless. And I expect nothing and accept everything. Lead the life you were meant to have. Unfuck yourself.
1: I, I like those seven assertions. I do too.
0: That's that's what that's what brought me in. I also like the brashness. He, so this is a gentleman from Glasgow, Scotland, mm. and yeah, he, hearing him talk in the way that he it was fucking great. So let's talk about Audible compared to
1: yes. A so he book. read the book. He did. He read the book. Okay, he sure did. in all the Scottish glory. Okay, I didn't love it. You didn't love it. Okay. Why? Why? Very easy.
0: I got distracted. With a physical book, I feel like it is harder to pull yourself out of it. Listening to an audio book, I feel like because it's just in my ears playing, whatever else is in front of me, I can focus equally on. So I feel like reading a physical book, I can pull more out of it than listening. This is my first foray, so...
1: I'm gonna do more and see if I am right. I'll give you I have felt the same way, okay when first dabbling in audiobooks, okay, and I'll tell you what i've what I've learned when I am working or if I'm playing a video game or if I'm doing anything that's gonna pull my attention away from listening. I listen to podcasts. Mhm. Okay. If I am driving, if I am running, if I am laying in bed, I listen to audiobooks. Okay. So it is controlling the circumstances uh, under which you're listening.
0: Okay. That's fair.
1: Did you find listening to the book in the author's words did you find that to be more engaging than reading it?
0: Yes. Because it was like he was reading the book to me. It was like he was talking to me specifically. Yeah. Which was cool. Which was cool. Yeah. I liked that aspect of it. I
1: really did. What about efficiency of time? Oh, I tore through it.
0: I mean, that that is probably the greatest asset to it. The greatest win of it
1: is that... You can go for a run while you're driving in the yeah. car. You can be consuming knowledge. Yes. Yes. Which is cool. Which is cool. Now, you also took a bunch of notes. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, no, I did. What I have found with audiobooks is that
0: to be difficult. I thought it was the opposite. I thought taking notes while he was talking was super easy compared to having to read something, put the book down, write something, pick the book back up. Again, it was like I was sitting in class.
1: Mm. Through a college lecture. Yeah, yes. Yeah, with a Scottish man who says fuck a lot. See, I think it's because my listening conditions are running or driving. Mm. I can't take notes. Yeah, no, that's fair, right? So that's interesting. But you still prefer the book? Yeah, I do. Is it just the nostalgic of it? Maybe I don't know. I,
0: to be totally honest, I thought about it for like two seconds. <laughs> I think that I do. I think it is the nostalgic, the s- nostalgia of it. I mean, I like the feel of a book. I like the smell of a book. I like to feel the pages turn. But this was
1: very convenient. And you found that you were able to get through the book. Oh, yeah. Much easier than... Oh, I craved it. It was weird. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 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 (laughs) Yes. (laughs) All right. Tell me about the book. Let's
0: do it. So, he starts and ends the book very much like we do this podcast, where he kind of lays out his general thoughts, feelings talks about these the assertions, and then closes it out with a couple,
1: like, thoughts. Closing thoughts, Jerry yeah. Springer style. Exactly.
0: But what really brought me into this book was, like, the first minute. He t- and he's like, this is not going to be, like, a typical self-help book. And I feel like all self-help books say that. Yeah, but yeah. But what he followed up with, he says, I'm not going to tell you to release your inner tiger because you're not a fucking tiger. And I'm not going to say something else, like, oh, it's inside of you because, again, you're not a fucking tiger. And I thought... I'm here for this. <laughs> I am not. I'm down. I'm not a tiger. So this is accurate. But the, the main objective of this in the seven assertions are really to focus around self-talk. So subtle self-talk, which we all do, and hearing this book has made me like very aware of how much I do it to myself. Okay. The subtle self-talk is just as bad as the like, man, I suck at this. Or well, how could I fuck this up so bad?
1: What's an example of subtle self-talk?
0: So subtle self-talk is like, I don't want to do this. Mm. Or you look at it and go, I could do this later. Or anytime you are not really like owning the situation. So he, he does give an example. The words should and try. I should do this. I'm going to try to get up
1: early. Limiting words.
0: Yeah. Where you should be saying, I am, or I embrace, I assert, like, you're, you're, I will, I will, we don't understand the weight that our own internal voice carries, and I think we've talked about this a lot, that, again, you want to try to talk to yourself like you do a friend, but that's really hard. Those little things can be what, you know, bogs you down, or breaks the camel's back, whatever saying you want to use.
1: So you said that, reading this book has made you more aware Mm -hmm. have you started to change Mm
0: -hmm. how by focusing on the times that i say i should or i i'm gonna try and some of those things it's like okay i why am i even saying that i should or i'm gonna try to do this i'm not gonna fucking do it i'm not why am i why am i
1: lying to myself that's also super powerful too right is to be like i'm not gonna do this I'm not going to do that. I know I, I I should, but who who says I should? Is it because I feel like I should? Is it because I'm trying to people please? Is it is it even something that I really want to fucking do? It's also like the power of saying no yep. and being okay with saying no, right? Because yep. there are things that we should do, right? You you should get your kid ready for preschool or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Like you should take the trash out. And those are things that you, you should actually should fucking do. Yeah, but if it's like, oh, God, I should I should go to whatever, you know, Jimmy's eighth birthday party. I don't fucking want to. Right. I don't want to. Am I doing it because it's enhancing my life or am I doing it to appease other people?
0: Fair. But
1: again, that, that subtle,
0: oh, I don't want to do this. This is going to suck. You're already starting in the hole. Yeah. You're already steps back yeah. from if you had just shifted that a little bit, I'm going to go do this. Or I'm not. Or I'm not going to go I'm do this. I'm not going to go do this. Yeah. But you assert. You take ownership like that. of. You no longer are, you're not the narrator anymore.
1: There's no gray.
0: You're a part of the, you are controlling the story. I'm the author.
1: I like that. Yeah, I think it was really good. Yeah, funny. I dig that. So
0: he starts, he starts kind of talking about those things and then he goes into his assertions. So the first assertion is, I am willing. He starts, do you hate your job? Bad relationship? Poor health? Fine. Get a new job, leave the relationship, and get the medical help you need. Simple, right? Even in the death of a loved one or loss of a business, you have a say in how that impacts you. If you're willing to put up with the situation you've chosen, and by defending your circumstances and where you're at right now, you're making a case to remain in the same spot. You're doing nothing to help yourself move forward. Circumstances don't make the man. It just reveals who he really is. Stop blaming luck, other people, even yourself. It's all useless. There is always something you can do to impact the circumstances, but you must be willing.
1: That's true. I think so. I feel like there are events that happen where, like the death of a loved one or a pandemic hits and you're your business gets destroyed. Yep. Right? But you do control how you react to that. Yep. How you
0: talk about it with
1: yourself, how you think about it, all those things. Yeah. And whether you let that crush you or you find the opportunity in it now, that's also a lot easier said than done. And I think that this goes back to something that that you talked about uh, on one of our earlier episodes. Allowing yourself to take the two minutes Mm-hmm. And feel that that emotion of "Fuck this or this is bullshit, this is why me right yada, 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 and then turn around and have the willingness to be like, okay, what is the how can I respond to this in a positive way? What is the light in the situation how do i how do I turn this into a positive thing in my life?"
0: Definitely. And we we just talked about this, but he goes on to say that if you're unwilling, it can be just as important as pointing out what you're willing to do. And that's simply just drawing a line in the sand. This is where I stand. This is who I am, all those kind of things. This is a stake in the ground and we can move from here.
1: I feel like for some people that comes very naturally mm-hmm. and for others it does not.
0: I find it to be very challenging.
1: Yes, as do I. I find it to be, I want to... As much of an asshole that I can be, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I am at my core a people pleaser. Same. And I've taken multiple personality tests that that showed me that. Um, And that's a conscious thing that I have to, when people like ask me to do stuff or to partake in things, my immediate response is like, yes, Mm because I want to make everybody happy. But I've had to train myself to be like, oh, is that? Hold on,
0: is that the best use of my time is
1: that really what I want or, or not? Is it really what I want to do? Yeah, is that how I want to spend my Saturday? Is that sure? Or you know what I mean? Do I really want to do that at seven o'clock after work? Or you know what I mean? Yeah, so. no, definitely. But it's that's a tough one.
0: So he closes out this assertion by talking about, you know, you may be unwilling, and somewhere in there, you're okay living like this you're okay living this way. You know what? That's fine. That's your business. But getting straight with yourself can be just as powerful as your decision to move. There's no victim mentality. It's just the grace of
1: acceptance. So let me ask you, we'd all like
0: to be filthy rich,
1: but are you willing? At this point in my life, I don't give a fuck about being filthy rich. And I think that's so interesting.
0: (laughs) No, but again, it's just... Look at becoming filthy rich. Are you willing to be the most selfish prick on the planet? Not really. No, me neither. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. But but it's like, again, you say you want to be rich. Are you willing Mm. to be rich?
1: Are you willing to do it? Are you willing to be the person that it takes to be rich? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. And if you're not, you have to be okay with, whatever Mm -hmm. you are capable exactly of being again yeah the,
0: the i am willing to me in my perception of this assertion is where's the line in the sand where am i willing to work and where am i no longer willing to work or where am i willing to change or willing where am i willing okay i know this is the direction i can march in where i'm not willing to go i know that too
1: takes time to figure that out though a thousand percent yeah yeah that's trial and error Mm -hmm. and the way that i think about it now with with like the lines and like um especially if we're saying like monetary it is that versus happiness which we've talked about a lot Mm -hmm. and it is once the scale is so far tipped monetarily that your happiness is is you know being ravaged to me, that's the line in the sand. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start backtracking here.
0: Mm. It's interesting. Yeah. What are you willing to do? Second assertion. I am wired to win. This is kind of long, so feel free to jump in whenever you would like. Okay. Let's use the scenario of looking for love. And to this point, it hasn't happened yet. You meet people and all that, but they've all ended the same. There's no fairy tale for you. You start to think it'll never happen and that a relationship just isn't possible. Am I even lovable? Why do I attract all the same people? So you look at your childhood or moments from your adolescence, then you you meet someone and everything goes great. You say, I love you and wonder if this is going to be forever. All that excitement and then the doubt starts to seep in. And then the storm breaks and you start to fall out of love. There's no chemistry, stupid arguments, and you decide to call it off. You're hurt but resolute that things will work out one day. And they did. This was a win. You are winning at the life you have. If you don't want this life, it's fine, but this is what you're winning at. What if this is your fault and you're undermining things by picking things that just aren't there? I guess that wasn't as long as I thought. Did
1: you ever see the Seinfeld episode? I hate Seinfeld. I do too. But my aunt and uncle watched it a lot when I was growing up and I lived with them for a bit. And there was this one episode where, so Seinfeld is single a lot. Yes. And his big thing is he always like nitpicks. Everything goes great. And then it's like, oh, she, her toes are too long, <laughs> right? Yeah. Or like, uh, ah, she laughs weird. I remember that. Right? I think that yeah, was an example. See? She yeah. laughs weird. She laughs weird or like some stupid shit like that. Yeah. I feel like this could be interpreted in that way, right? Is Is, okay, is it that you just haven't found the right chemistry with the right person? Are you being... When things get a little too serious, are you scared of commitment, and mm-hmm. you're just sort of finding a reason to, to backtrack out of the relationship? I think that's another honest conversation that you got to have with yourself, definitely. Because if the common denominator, and and <laughs> this is how I thought about it in my years of being single, was like every failed relationship, the common denominator is me, mm. <laughs> right. <laughs> right? Like it. It's me So in every relationship It's like how can I be a little bit better How can I be a little bit better What can I learn from that relationship And that's my thought process
0: So he goes on to say That the parts of your life Where you're ineffective Your thoughts are so powerful We need to point our minds in the right direction And guard your mind accordingly You need a game plan And filling your head with the right ideas So that When you think of the things that might change or break down or what have you, you have a plan in place and it's realistic. You understand that maybe it is just my thoughts that are getting in the way. Maybe this will work out and I am looking at this just trying to find the negative. I think that's interesting because I do that a lot. I look at things that are going well and then I'm like, oh, this is going to get fucked right away. (laughs) And then I start to look at it and I'm able to pull out the things that are wrong, then I'm able to go down that rabbit hole
1: and be like, fuck. And what you focus on is? Yep. Is the negative.
0: When a simple... Well,
1: just, no. No? What you focus on yep. is. Yes. And yes. whether she, 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 that she, 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 is yeah. the negative or it is Your perception the is reality. Yes. Yes. And the thread that you pull on is going to be... Because if you instead do the inverse... Mm-hmm. All you would be focused. You're like, ah, oh, fuck. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. Ah, oh, that episode flopped or yep. whatever. Yep. Right. Like, yep. yeah, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter because everything else is awesome.
0: Yeah. And I mean, again, simple. It seems so simple, but it's hard. It's, it's so challenging. It's hard, man. But his next assertion flows right into this.
1: Hold on one second. Yeah. I am wired to win. Yes. What is that what what does that mean? that you
0: are wired to win in the sense that what you think is going to happen is going to happen. So take this scenario okay. that we've talked, that we just talked, and I think we actually talked about this kind of in a circular way. We talked around it. If you had looked at this relationship as positive, yeah, maybe that erosion wouldn't have happened. Maybe, maybe. we wouldn't have started those stupid arguments. Maybe, sure. Maybe things would have worked out. There's no guarantee, obviously. Sure. You know, life is a mystery, but it puts you in a better spot. If you think that it's going to work out, it might. Okay. If you so think it's, it's going to fail. It's,
1: it's, 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 about, it's about being positive. Yes. And having a positive outlook on things.
0: It's about having positive self-talk.
1: And focusing on the positive. Okay. Yeah. I got you. Yeah, exactly.
0: Okay. Cool. So the next assertion is, I got this, which I think is so simple. but. <laughs> so Gary starts, life can get you down. Things happen. Whether you're going through a divorce, lost your job, maybe it's less extreme. You broke your shoelace or stained your shirt. These thoughts are constant. And whether you realize it or not, you can find yourself getting frustrated with everything. These problems spread like the coffee on your desk. A little mess can become the lens through which you see everything. Do you need to put things in perspective and take the mentality, I got this? So let me ask you this question. Do you think by shifting your perspective of a new task to I'm going to succeed or I got this or I'm going to win, whatever, do you think that makes a difference? Honestly.
1: Are you asking if we're coming from like a loss and now we're shifting focus or just in general? Just in general. I think that if you go into a new venture or a new thing and your expectation is I got this immediately, you're going to fail and you're going to fail hard. I think that if you go into a new venture or a new thing and your thought process is, I got this at some point, I'm just not going to quit. And eventually I got this. I think then you'll succeed. You already failed at some point. You, you get you get you way. gave
0: yourself an out.
1: No, I didn't. I, I gave no 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 no. See, I no. think you did. I took the out away. No. Yes. At some point I'm going to succeed at this. I don't know. I mean, I get what you're saying. I do. What I'm saying But is, I,
0: I feel like you don't need I don't I feel like you don't need that. It gives you an excuse to be bad at it. But you're gonna be bad at it. It's new. But <laughs> if your yes, expectation
1: yes. is I'm going to be amazing at this, you walk in and you get your fucking no, face no, stomped a, on a, day one, you're going to quit.
0: No, it's I got this. It's not I'm going to be great at this. It's I can handle this. I can do this. It's not I can do this in the future. It's I can do this. Yeah, maybe, maybe doing this is
1: getting my teeth kicked in.
0: Yeah, okay. But I still did it. Still showed up.
1: Sure. Still got my teeth kicked in. When I think of I got this, I think of I'm proficient at this. See, I don't. I'm good at this. I
0: view this like I would do going into jiu-jitsu or anything else that I got this. I'm going to do I'm um, I got it. Anything. Okay. Two two different perspectives. Which is which is strange because you are far more confident than I am with things. Well, I but, wouldn't say that. But but oh, you, you play it off better. But in moments like that, I am the most arrogant prick on the planet. And, it, and I don't win at everything. Sure. I don't. Sure. But I have never walked away and been like, I failed. I sucked at that. Even when I've lost. Mm. So I it to this one the most. Because it's like, again, this simple, this simple shift. to
1: I got this. Not I'm going to try
0: my best. Or I hope I do good. Or I'll get there eventually.
1: No, fuck that. I got this so i would say the 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 way that this spoke to me is after after like an l or okay after uh something bad happens, the bounce back is like okay i got i got it i got this fair okay fair enough I can, i'm gonna come back from this fair enough that's that's more how I interpreted that okay again if I'm going into something new when I'm thinking of i got this to me that translates to i'm good at it." Okay. And that is to me, I got this at some point, just means that i d I'm not gonna quit until I'm good at it. Sure. Okay. I can accept that. Thank you. Yeah,
0: you're welcome. <laughs> I mean, I I didn't really have a choice. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, bitch. That's my yeah. line in the sand. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I and I think it's funny that under this I got this assertion and we've talked about this a lot the last couple of days. He goes on to say that everything is solvable. Yeah, and I think that that is a another way to look at this. Like, no matter what problem you're faced with, if you're willing to work it out, everything has a solution.
1: Yep. So. Yep. And on the on the inverse, if you're not, then the smallest thing can cause whatever you're working on to implode. Yes. Right. Oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah. That was a good combo. Oh, like yeah. I'm glad we didn't agree. Me too. Next assertion. I like saying assertion, I think because it says ass. Hell yeah. <laughs> like them cheeks. Yeah. I embrace the uncertainty. I fucking hate uncertainty.
1: Yes, we both do. <laughs> yep.
0: So, what does John have to say? You're an addict and so... Can, actually, can,
1: can you read yeah. this in a Scottish accent? No, I can't. <laughs> so, and you know what's really funny?
0: I'll, I'll share this. Walking around the office today, I had a few minutes, like, I I'd walk around a lot. I try to clear my head as much as I can. Just staring at a computer screen makes me go nuts. So if I work with you and you see me walking around, it's just literally stretch my legs. But walking around, I'm going, oh, I wonder if I could do a Scottish accent to review this book. Yeah the yeah. whole thing. Yeah, hell so yeah. So I'm sitting there walking, like talking to myself, how do we do Scottish accent? I just couldn't get there.
1: Can't do it. I can't get there. Can so. you try a sentence for everybody? Could you just try a sentence oh, off your off your notes? You're
0: you're an addict and so dependent on your drug of choice you don't <laughs> even realize that craving is prediction. Is it gonna rain? How are my investments? Etc., we seek the certain and avoid the uncertain. Look at the products you buy, the medicine we take, fucking dating. We like, we like certainty before committing to anything.
1: That was pretty good. Hey, thanks, man. I don't know what the fuck you said, yeah. but it was pretty good. So I'll, I'll, sum- I'll summarize it
0: that he says that we're all addicted, and what we're addicted to is prediction. Is knowing Mm. what's going to happen. And and I was like, well, it's kind of, kind of duh. Like, obviously we'd like to know what happens. But he broke it down a little further and he's like, look at the products you buy. The medicine you take. I know that I like the smell of my shampoo and my conditioner and my soap. I will never buy another one until I have to.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Same.
0: And he talks about dating. Like, we spend so long with a person. Is this going to work out? years where some people are months but again i mean yeah the process of dating is to try to predict if i can deal with you for the rest of my life
1: yeah yeah when you boil it all down fucking
0: wild i never would have thought of that
1: yeah um
0: he goes on to talk about uncertainty and getting kind of bogged down in the not knowing what's going to happen so you do nothing and he
1: Paralysis had, by analysis. Paralysis by
0: analysis. That is fun to say. Yeah. Uh, he had a great quote from the one and only Teddy Roosevelt. Mm. Teddy. About doing. And I thought this really spoke to me. And then I actually talked to my dad about it, and I know why this spoke to me. Okay. So the quote from Teddy Roosevelt was, in any moment of decision, the best thing you can do is the right thing. The next best thing, the next best thing you can do is the wrong thing. And the worst thing you can do is nothing. And I I vividly remember my dad when we owned the machine shop. Somebody was standing around. He'd be like, fucking do anything. Eat a sandwich. But do something. <laughs> like, don't, don't do nothing. <laughs> Eat a sandwich. Eat a sandwich. That was his thing. That's hilarious. But it's so interesting because, again, we're so concerned with what's going to happen We can get bogged down and nothing happens, which is substantially worse than one or the other. That
1: is so funny because I've never thought about this before, but and this probably stands out to me the most in in the military. If I have if I have a private who is just doing just the fucking wrong thing, right? Like he's sweeping when he should be mopping or just whatever, dude, right? I'm going to tear into him. But it's not going to be as bad as the guy that's, like, standing in the corner doing nothing. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. That is, that is, or, or if, if somebody's, like, taking a sip of water, all right, he's hydrating. Mm. Yeah. That is not as bad as the kid that's just sitting there picking his fucking nose. That's hilarious. Wild, right? Yeah, that is hilarious. And what does that tell you, everybody? Don't pick your nose. Walk around with a clipboard. There you
0: go. <laughs> 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 uh, so, with with this assertion and prediction, and knowing what's going to happen and everything, he closes it out by talking about how we're trying to control and know things that we cannot possibly control or know. Uh, we need to embrace the uncertainty. We, we need to meet it head on and cherish it. All success and experiences are waiting for you in
1: uncertainty. I feel like if you can focus on the things that you can control. Mm-hmm. And you realize that you have control over a lot of things, but Mm -hmm. there are some things that you just don't. Yep. Right? That allows you a lot more autonomy to see the adventure in life and the adventure in uncertainty. Mm. It's like, listen, at the end of the day, I did what I could do, and there's no no liability on me. Yeah. If shit goes wrong. Shit went wrong. I got this. Mm Mm-hmm. Hey. hey, call back. Hey, I got this and we're driving forward.
0: Exactly. No, I, I agree 100%.
1: The next assertion
0: is I am not my thoughts. I am what I do. I like that a lot. This one's pretty cool. I like that a lot. So change your thoughts and change your life. Imagine you're at work with something to do and you're dreading it. You look for anything else to distract you. Then you click back and you click back into reality and you tell yourself something unhelpful like, I suck at this. Then you see a bill and you think you'll never get out of debt. And then you see no new messages on your dating app and you think you're going to be alone forever. Then you look back at the clock and see more time wasted. Then you go on doing something else that avoids the task at hand and your to-do list becomes I don't want to do list. The truth is we all do this. But what separates the successful people from you and I, what they think and what they do, don't have to align. And I find that to be fucking brilliant. And it goes he talked about Arnold Schwarzenegger in this excerpt about how in Austria, like, no everybody thought he was like just this is a pipe dream that he would never become what he became. Yeah. And he was like, no, fuck that. I I I will. And it wasn't just that. It was on the days that he didn't want to train. His brain was saying, I don't want to go to the gym. He just he went. Was in there working on his biceps, and then when his biceps hurt, he went to his shoulders. And when his shoulders hurt, he went somewhere else. Didn't matter he didn't want to be there. What mattered was that he was physically doing it. His his mind, his thoughts didn't line up with his actions, but his actions lined up with his overall goal. And I thought that was just really Cool and really interesting that, again, y- you make progress when you're doing things that you don't necessarily want to be doing. I feel like in those hard moments is when you actually like see progression and you and you make it work. And I just I I really
1: like this one. I thought this one was really interesting. So, um, I have found that the easiest way to remove your thoughts and your emotions from your actions is by having a plan mm-hmm. and having a routine, having a schedule, whatever the case may be. And in my experience, if you can stick to 80% of what your routine or what your schedule is, if you can do that over the long haul, you'll be successful. I think that's more than most people can whether, do. Yeah, yeah. Whether that's through exercise or it's professionally or whatever the case may be. Sure. And what I'll say is Christian got into a car accident this week. Oh, man. He's fine. Okay. But he got into a car accident. He's a little banged up. Christian is now my training partner. He's who I lift weights with. Mm. And we have a routine together now where I used to have a routine by myself. Mm. Okay. Okay. And he texted me, and he told me like, "Hey, dude, I got in a car accident." Of course, I was like, "Hey, are you okay? Everything good?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm just not I'm not I'm not going to train. I'm not going to train this week just because I'm a little banged up." Saturday morning, I woke up, and I knew that Christian wasn't at the gym waiting for me, mm-hmm. and nobody would know. Nope. If I didn't go, nope. And I didn't want to fucking go. It was 26 degrees out. It was six in the morning. I did not want to get out of bed. And it was the routine. I was like, oh, I'm going to feel like a piece of shit if I don't get out of this fucking bed. I'm going to feel like a dick at 12 o'clock knowing that I could have trained. And I didn't. And it's the routine that got me out of bed and got me to the gym and got me to do heavy legs by myself. Yeah, I mean, it's...
0: It's so hard. And again, I think we've talked about this a lot, that to execute on that is really tough. But it goes on to say that you change your life by doing, not thinking about doing. Thoughts are just thoughts with no impact on your success so long as you leave them where they lie.
1: I've been guilty of that. Me too. S- excessively. Yeah. It, like it, embarrassingly so.
0: I feel, I yeah, I feel like I come up with all these like good ideas and shit and then that's
1: it. Embarrassingly so. Yeah. 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 (laughs) But you learn from it. Definitely. You put in fail safes like a plan and a schedule and a routine to fail safe yourself from your own fucking incompetence and laziness. Mm
0: -hmm. We'll talk about a plan and a routine. The last one. Let's fucking Um,
1: just give me another (laughs) assertion. Give me some more ass, dude. All right. (laughs) <laughs> the,
0: the next ass. I just want to make sure there's nothing else that I wanted to, to touch yeah, on. Yeah, sorry. With I'm you. not
1: trying to rush you through. I, I apologize. I didn't think you were. We're good. I'm so sorry. Don't right. don't beat me when we get off this podcast, okay? Wait, what happens when we turn the report <laughs> off is, is irrelevant. <laughs> what happens in the basement stays in the basement. Yeah.
0: I just, again, I, just to close this one out, I I think it's interesting how much power your thoughts can have. And- Positive or negative? If you again, if you think I got this, we're gonna go one way. You think this fucking sucks? I don't want to do this. I suck at it.
1: Probably gonna go the other way. It's just, it's just interesting. I the brain is so powerful. The most, um, the most prevalent thing that stand out to me when we talk about this is when I was cold calling. Okay. Cold calling, yeah, I'm yeah. Gonna, cold I, calling sucks. I got you. Yeah. I got. I, I'm. I'm gonna take you to the promised land. Take here. me. I had to cold call every day to set meetings right and even when we worked together it wasn't necessarily cold calling it was like lukewarm calling i would say it's a bathtub that had <laughs> been run like six hours ago and, yeah it's yeah. like it's it's a little chilly yeah um and even that it's still super uncomfortable right because you feel like you're interrupting somebody's day and they don't give a fuck what you have to say and honestly it comes down to a numbers game now you can enhance those numbers by having a, a good opening and and I'm not going to go into the sales side. Yeah, we don't need to. But there were definitely days where I was like, I don't want to fucking do this. I have zero interest in wanting to do this, and I would create excuses and other work that I had to do. That that clipboard. That that clipboard, baby, (laughs) that made it so... I justified in my head, even though I knew that I should have made my hundred calls. I justified in my head not making those calls. And then on days where I didn't think about it, I was like, okay, I'm gonna walk in, nine o'clock, I'm fucking dialing, and that's it. And I'm not gonna stop until I hit a hundred. I would book 20 meetings and Genuinely, I would help ten or fifteen, and those ten or fifteen people, it was rewarding to help those individuals. But you went in with the mindset of like, I'm going to crush this. I'm just going to so do that's, it. That's cool. I'm just going to do it. Not, not even that. I'm going to crush no, it. No, but it, it, unlike I'm the just, other days, I'm just going to do it. Yeah, because I have to. I just have to do it because mm-hmm. I haven't done it the last four days. <laughs> so I got to make up for the four days. <laughs> Walking around not, with that clipboard, <laughs> not doing it. By fucking doing it. And in the days that I didn't do it, what happened? Exactly what the fuck you would expect. No meetings, no production, no success. No money. No money. On days that I did do it, 20 meetings, 15 closes. Money. God. 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 It's crazy. I think that's also, I'll say for me personally, I always leaned on my ability to get it done. Mm. So I knew that I didn't have to do if I if I actually went four days five days be a problem it'd be a fucking massacre yeah so I was like I know I can do this off of a day a week so I'm gonna do a day a week right that's not the fucking answer no not the answer <laughs> <laughs> no but I
0: get but I, but still I think it kind of plays to this point that again you set your mind to it
1: and you did it sporadically. I should when, have did it when, more.
0: When you set your mind to it, you did it.
1: Yes. I should have set my mind to it more. Yes. Fair. That's all. Okay. Yeah. Ready for the next ass? <laughs> I'm always ready for the next <laughs> ass, dude. Let's go. Uh,
0: I am relentless. And I feel like we could talk about this without actually talking about what he said, but I'm going to anyway. Yeah,
1: let's do it. Let's give Scotty Boy a. Okay.
0: I'm not going to do the accent again. Okay. Think back to some of your successes. Anything you're truly proud of, how'd you achieve it? Probably not on the couch or wrapped up in your thoughts. Can't you can't tell how you started it, but you were likely uncomfortable outside of your comfort zone. And our biggest accomplishments are built out of risk, effort, and difficulty. He goes on to talk about a lot. But what I found most like visually appealing and something that really kind of brought this assertion together for me was he talked about trekking through the jungle the only way to get through the jungle is forward you don't know if you are three minutes 30 minutes three weeks away from civilization you don't know only way to get there is to keep going and I was like okay okay so having that I'm gonna make it to the end I'm gonna get there the finish line is gonna happen but that was pretty cool
1: I immediately go to mountain school.
0: I thought you would either go there or I thought you'd go to your uh, 30-mile trek when you turn 30.
1: That as well. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah, both of those are... i say because both of those, like, (laughs) the only way out is through. (laughs) The only way out is through. But the thing with the 30-miler is I knew when it was going to end. And I guess, to a certain extent, you know when mountain school is going to end, but... The day-to-day and the minute-to-minute? Sure. You have no fucking clue. Is it around the corner? Is it another hour? Is it... That's interesting. And the people that made it through, in my opinion, just didn't quit. And that translates to being relentless, right? Just fucking... No matter how much pain you're in, no matter how far we've gone, no matter how bad your feet and your knees and your back and your shoulders are fucking burning and screaming, you're just putting one foot in front of the other. Yeah. I find, I find that to be, while the 30 miles was hard, I could look at my watch and go, okay, 27.86 miles, only fucking two and a quarter mile left. Yeah. Uh, mountain school on those rocks. No idea. You just go no until you're told cl- otherwise. Yeah. No fucking clue. No clue.
0: Yeah. I, get, I mean, I feel like this one is really simple, and I feel like we've talked about being relentless a lot, but-
1: Yeah, you just have to fucking fight and scratch and claw. What are you, Al Pacino on any given Sunday? I don't know. I've never seen that movie. Really? No. Oh, okay. What is it? It's about football? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I just, I feel like you have to be, if you're trying to achieve something spectacular, you have to be, you have to be savage.
0: I feel like your effort needs to be spectacular.
1: Yeah, like you just, consistently Mm -hmm. right like just just not even if okay on the Mm rocks sometimes like the instructors i'd stop right and i'll just talk about me i'd stop you're fucking sucking wind yep and the instructor would go slow down but never stop slow down if you have to but never stop. Why? Because it's so much fucking harder to get going after you've stopped than it is to just keep going slower. I love that. So maybe the effort ebbs and flows, but the effort never fucking stops. And that is being relentless.
0: We're going to end on that because that was really good. I like, I like that. Hey, yeah. So the final ass rotation And I and and after I read it, yeah, yeah, slap it. Yeah. After I read it, I want to know your opinion on it before I tell you what we talk about. Okay. So the assertion is I expect nothing and accept everything. What do you think that means?
1: I am not I am not owed anything. And I accept total and complete responsibility for everything that happens to me.
0: Very good. So he has a, he had a quote that I'm having trouble finding in my expansive notes. That was something like, y- your expectation of what the world owes you, you're not important enough. You're not special. Like no. The world don't give a fuck about you. you. You're insignificant. Get it through your head that you don't matter. And uh, his, his example was around setting up a new business. And you go and you set up your new business. You have a purchase order for all these things. So now you need a storefront. Get a storefront. Now you need to furnish the storefront. You Buy furniture. Now you need employees. Get your employees. And then that purchase order evaporates. It's gone. Now you're in debt. Now, now, you're, now you're drowning. But this was supposed to work out. I did everything the right way. Doesn't matter. Doesn't fucking matter. Like, you, you need, it's almost like expect find a new the, purchase order. Yes. It's like expect the unexpected and then fucking move forward. Like, you should be planning for anything. Yes. And I, and I thought that was really interesting. So I am, I don't want to say I'm obsessed, but I find that death is very interesting to me. Oh, in what way? That we all avoid it. <laughs> but we never escape it. But we ne <laughs> very good. That is the only certainty in life is that we are gonna die.
1: That and taxes.
0: Those could end too.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm just saying, like <laughs> no, there, no, it, I know. there is talking. as of right now, there is no way to live forever.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely one hundred percent unequivocally going to die. So he had a quote
0: from a German guy who I don't remember who it was. The quote is I take death into my life, acknowledge it and face it squarely, I will free myself from the anxiety of death and the pettiness of life. And only then will I be free to become myself. And I think that if we were all aware of the fact that this is going to end, we would be more mindful about the way that we talk to ourselves. And we would, we would be more willing to be relentless. We would be more willing to be accepting of what happens
1: because it ends. I'm going to put a little bit of a different spin on it. Let's go. I, I spins. totally forget where I heard this from, and it's actually sort of frustrating me. Okay. But a soldier's ability to perform their duties in combat has to come from the realization that the moment they stepped off of the plane they're already dead. Wow. That yeah. is the only way that you're able to perform in combat. Crazy,
0: but very, very similar. I very mean, you know, it's say they're saying the same thing. Yeah. That's so interesting to think about it, again. I, I am fascinated by it probably
1: more so than I should be, but well, I think it's interesting. It, it allows you to like, it allows you to take risks it allows you to realize that we're all fucking floating through space on this on this rock. Yeah, <laughs> that it could literally end at any moment. So, like, what are you so scared of? Go skydiving. Yeah. Go rappelling. Go ice climbing. Start Go that. start snowboard. that business. Start that business. Have commit to that relationship. Have a kid. Like, it's all gonna fucking end.
0: I would say, it, it, and you know what? If something doesn't work out. You just move on to the next just thing. Move on to the next because thing.
1: Because everything ends. You know how many things I've had fail? Probably a few. So many. So many. And if I allowed those things, and if you, I'm sure you, same thing. You've mm-hmm. had a bunch of things fail. Yeah. Like, we wouldn't be sitting here recording this podcast. Nope. We would, we would have never had the confidence to do this. That's right. Fuck it. Who cares? Yeah. It didn't work for a reason. Yep. On to the next thing. On to the next. And you doesn't know what? It doesn't matter.
0: We'll pull whatever we can and figure out what went well. we'll I'm use sure that. you learned a lot. I'm sure yeah. you
1: learned a bunch from from whatever it was that failed failing. 100%. You take that to the next thing. 100%. Hell yeah.
0: So let me close it out with this thought.
1: Close that bitch up. Future you
0: isn't going to regret what you think. You'll regret not trying and not showing up. Subject. You won't regret not making $1 million. <laughs> He's going to be so happy you said that. <laughs> You won't regret not making one million dollars. You'll regret never starting that business or quitting that lousy job. Fucking crazy. And yeah. again, I mean, I am not a huge, like, self help book guy. I'm I've said that pretty much every time. Yeah, you love fiction. Love fiction. This book was awesome. I love that. It really was. It was really cool. Uh I liked the fact that he was a Scottish man that said fuck a lot. It just was really good. And it wasn't anything that was like this. I don't know, woo-woo woo or anything. It's all pretty logical shit. That again, How long
1: did it take you to listen? Three hours. Oh, that's not bad. That's not bad.
0: Three hours. And I like the fact that he calls it a handbook because that's what it felt like to me. It yeah. did not feel like a book. It didn't feel like I was being like told to do this shit or any specific way of living my life. It's like, hey, if you need to reference back to this,
1: reference back. These are some tenants.
0: Yes, yes. And he even said that in the like opening of the book, like, look, if, if you are not going to do this or whatever, or give it to somebody else, like it's fine. Mm. I encourage you to do that, but this is for you to go back to in, in moments of need.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was
0: like, fuck yeah, man. So yeah, this was unfuck yourself by Gary, John Bishop. And I would recommend it, whether it's audible or physical book, whatever makes you happy. Um, it was a very easy read. Like I told Josh, it was only like three hours or so. It's pretty cool. I'd recommend it. So now I believe we are going to be sipping on some something.
1: What type of bevy did you bring over to us? Joshua? So Joshua. Today, today, after the blizzard of 78, I thought I'd slow things down. Yeah, let's slow it down. So this is a... Straight bourbon whiskey infused with 100% pure Vermont maple syrup. VT syrup. This is from Smuggler's Notch Distillery. Cool name. Smuggler's Notch is in Vermont. And it's actually where you have your culminating event in the winter portion of Mount Warfare School. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so like how I went and did night operations and stuff like that. In yep. summer, it's it's different. In winter, you go here, and, and you do a bunch of cool things here. Oh, cool. So uh, the bottle is very Vermont. It is. It reminds me of my grandmother's house. Yes, yes, like a French woman's home. Yeah, my yes. grandmother's Italian, but it's fine. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Sure, whatever the fuck she is. Yeah, whatever the fuck she is. So on the back of the bottle, it says the name Smuggler's Notch captures the legacy of the smugglers who used this thickly forested, rugged mountain pass with its surrounding caves to move goods and liquor from Canada into the United States. Mm, Thick and rugged. Mm, Just how I like them. Although we don't need to smuggle anymore, we provide a commodity worthy of the cause. Smuggler's Notch Distillery is proud to offer maple straight bourbon whiskey, 100% pure. Vermont maple syrup that's been aged in our bourbon barrels is blended with award-winning Smuggler's Notch Straight bourbon whiskey. Our small batch bourbon embodies Vermont's mountain spirit. And you know I love Vermont's mountain spirit because I got the Green Mountain Boys flag over there. That's right. I have I have two Thank questions. You? I have yes. two questions.
0: First question. Why does the top of the bottle say number one rated vodka in the U.S.?
1: I imagine because they're the number one rated vodka in the U.S. (laughs) Okay. Vermont. Vermont. Home of the number one rated vodka in the U.S. Okay. So wild. Fair enough. And my second
0: question is, I feel like we're talking a lot about Vermont. Yes. You've made a point to say Vermont. Yes. Multiple times. Let's not lie to ourselves anymore. What's up, man? So,
1: we talk a lot on this podcast about... Following the things that you want to do and not not being a bitch, essentially, right? Like going out, experiencing life, do life. Don't let the stagnation of life hold you back. Or the happenings of life hold you back. Or the happenings of life hold you back. Because shit happens. I've been in finance for a decade, and we've talked about it on this podcast, how... It's just not where I want to be anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I am leaving my job.
0: Bye-bye.
1: <laughs> and I am joining the 15th WMD CST, which is the Weapons of Mass Destruction Civil Support Team in Vermont. This is a very specialized unit. I had to go through an entire boarding process and evaluation and get selected to be a part of this 22-man team.
0: That's pretty dope. I just want to call that out. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty awesome.
1: Uh, I got the call this morning, actually, that I was officially selected by the board. And the team's pretty cool. So um, the 22-man team, you have uh, you have the command section, you have a commo section, you have a med section, survey team. Um we're not rolling around in your normal military vehicles. They're all blacked out trucks. Love it. Pretty dope. That's right. Um, And essentially their mission is to work with local, federal, and global authorities around hazmat operations and weapons of mass destruction. Um, They identify, assess, advise, and assist in those operations. So myself, I'll be a part of the survey team to start, and when there is a, either a terrorist attack or a natural disaster that happens that involves HAZMAT or WMD, myself and another individual will go in and survey and test these substances. That's awesome. Pretty awesome. So over the next six months to a year, I'll be traveling all over the country, um, getting trained up to, to do this job. And I'm super excited about it. The podcast is going to stay exactly how it is. I was going to
0: say, I bet you that people are like, oh, what the fuck? Are you guys ending this? Fuck No, no."
1: we're absolutely not. As we always say, and what we've said in this podcast is absolutely everything is solvable.
0: Yeah, we literally said it a couple
1: minutes ago. Everything (laughs) is solvable. And Justin and I have, you know, I I obviously told Justin about this a few weeks ago. I was going to say,
0: this is is not new to me. No. Like, I mean, we've been been trying to figure out how we're actually going to do this, and we have i think we've
1: got there yeah we got it so we got it we're gonna be fine yeah. it's all gonna be fine schedule release everything is gonna stay exactly the same hell you yeah. my sound quality might be a little, <laughs> a little different yeah, but we'll figure that out but i think we'll be okay it might it might take us a couple of weeks to figure it out so you know please be patient with us on on that end but um
0: and i would say that like some of the other stuff that we have talked about may take a little bit longer to happen but it's all happening. It's going to happen. We're just we're just trying to figure out the timeline. Yeah, we feel like the most important thing was to continue on our schedule and we figured out how to do that. So that is off the list of concern. Now I was just trying to figure everything else out, which is just going to take a little bit longer. So yes, we'll Every,
1: everything is still going to happen, whether it be the brewery visits yep. that we're talking about, the brewery episodes, whether it be the 5k, whether it, whatever, yep. the conspiracy episodes, everything, how hard everything, can it be? How hard can it be? Everything we're... is still going to happen. Yep. Uh, it might just be a little bit longer of a timeline and it's just going to be on Justin and I to figure that out. And we will figure that out. Hell yeah. Fuck I ain't yeah. even
0: concerned. Me and i'm typically the nervous ones yes
1: yes i was more. Con- i was actually to be like oh my god justin's gonna think i'm like fucking bailing on him
0: no so i think this is a great opportunity to kind of practice what we preach life happens and we don't have a say in that all we have a saying is how we how we deal with it exactly and we'll figure it out like we do everything else and there you go that's right and i, I like the fact it's just the two of us because I feel like you and I are like, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get figured it out. So and it's <laughs> yeah. like, okay, cool. Man. The stress I is even, gone.
1: I told Justin, I was like, I don't care if we have to record 37 episodes in a weekend. Oh, we'll do to it. To make sure that we're on our release schedule. Like, it's not we'll, going to be great. We'll but, drink all <laughs> <We'll laughs> day dr- We'll drink all the stuff. Hey, for you guys, we're going to drink all day. That's right. That's right. We do it for you guys. Okay? That's right. <laughs> it might be incoherent. <laughs> but it's going to happen. Yeah, it'd be fun. Okay. All right. I Let's. feel like that was the important thing, and we got that out of the way. Yes. I leave Tuesday. Fuck. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, today, just for everybody. Today is Thursday. Today is Thursday. I leave Tuesday. Yeah. I've been drinking this the whole time that you've been talking. It's
0: so yes. fucking good. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. And I was, I won't lie, I was a little concerned when you were like pure maple syrup. Correct. You thought
1: it was, was going to be very, very sweet. I did, and I so do I. not
0: like super sweet things. And I was like, ah, especially is... with the color. Yes.
1: Very dark. Yes. Not very dark, no, but, but dark. It's very good. It's dark. It's very good. This is this is this is the best
0: hard alcohol we've drank on this show. Bourbon, whiskey, Scott This is the it's best. Very good. This is the best. This no is, burn. This is a nine or a ten like i don't i I don't want to give out a 10. We can't, so this is a nine. without any hesitation. without any hesitation. I don't you can say nine point two or whatever makes your dick hard, but
1: it, this is really good. I was going to say eight point seven. Yeah, it's a nine. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is delicious. So good. Okay. How yeah. much do you think this bottle was? And in all transparency, I did tell Justin that this was the most expensive bourbon that we've drank so yes. far, but I did not tell him how much I spent on it. No, right.
0: Yep. I'm gonna say
1: I'm gonna say an even hundred. That's that's what I'm gonna go with. Forty seven, eight, and ninety nine. What? 47, 99. 47 99. 99. Yeah. So $47 Forty seven ninety nine. Forty seven ninety nine. Ninety nine. Forty seven dollars. Forty eight ninety nine dollars, Forty eight
0: dollars. Yeah, we'll we'll give we'll give the company the penny. Mm-hmm the
1: fuck out of here i swear to god
0: that's so crazy and and we talked about this before we started recording when you had said this was the most expensive bottle i immediately went to like scotch yes and thought like okay this is gonna be like dude
1: i walked around okay yankee spirits for anybody that doesn't know is literally the fucking costco of booze yeah it's like the toys R us okay i walked around their bourbon whiskey aisle for like 40 minutes trying to find an expensive bottle of bourbon that looked better than this. Dude, it is fucking impossible. That's so crazy. The most expensive bottle I found was like 90 bucks, and it didn't look. And I was like, should I just do it to do it? No, I don't think so. This is a three-time
0: award-winning distillery. I wonder if it's for vodka, but... Even still, this is this is really good. This yeah, 9. 48. That's
1: wild. Which makes me question what does a 100 what does a $300 bottle taste like? But it's got to be scotch. That's the thing. Yeah. Cuz I saw I saw bottles of scotch for Do you two? like scotch? I don't know. I don't know. All right. Next sip and I don't read. think I've had it enough. Next sip and read, I got you. What I know is I like bourbon.
0: I got you. Scotch is very good. Scotch is a very sippy kind of drink mm-hmm. and you do in my opinion get what you pay for okay okay that is the that i will say that i have uh when i was in retail i got a pretty sizable bonus and the first thing i bought was an as a really nice bottle of Glenfiddich.
1: Mm. And see boy, i almost
0: got us sat and boy was it like
1: orgasmic i almost and then Belvany. Yeah, I almost got us like the twenty year So like with with Scotch, yeah, you do, I feel, get what you pay for. With bourbon, you feel like there's a little more leeway.
0: Bourbon whiskey, I
1: feel like you can
0: yeah. It, yeah. I feel like bourbon and whiskey, it's more of like a like a taste kind of thing. It's more of a personal mm. preference. Because I and, that is delicious. And let me know if you if you vote differently, but I feel like they all taste relatively the same. And I want to be very clear that relatively I did this big hand
1: motion. Yes. That you could There's see. There's a that, difference. Yeah. But relatively. Relatively. The same. Yes. Yeah, you gotta yes. say it like that too. I would agree. Yeah. I would agree. All right. You want to throw a bow on this? Yeah, let's wrap it up like Christmas.
0: All right. Or Hanukkah or whatever you celebrate.
1: Let's throw a bow on it, motherfucker. <laughs> Justin, if they want to get in touch with you, <laughs> how do they? How do they fucking do it? I'm totally leaving all this in. It is Justin
0: underscore DL project on Instagram. Don't look for me on Facebook. I don't do Twitter.
1: If you want to get in touch with the <laughs> podcast, we are at the do life project on Instagram and TikTok. Check out the website, the I would like to
0: say that we do have a professional website developer that will be working on that.
1: We have confirmed and signed off. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. If you want to get in touch with me, I am at Joshua underscore does underscore life on Instagram at Joshua does underscore life on the Twit Machine. If you have not left us a review yet, uh, Twit Machine, leave us a review. He doesn't know where he's at. I have no idea where I'm at. Leave us a review and good night, everybody.
0: Yeah. Hey, you know what? Live a wonderful life.